0: Last time on Improv Tabletop, our heroes of the Balanced Breakfast Brigade, Captain Chew, Chip the Dog, and brock doodle doo were talking with their friend Plucky the Peppercorn about how they would be able to bring down the Big Four. After discussing the various nemeses they would have to face... Chip the Wolf, representing General Mills, Captain Crunch, representing Quaker, and Cornelius the Rooster, representing Kellogg's, and the Terrible Crazy Cravings, representing Post, they decided that they would enter the grocery store by way of the frozen food section. So, climbing up into the freezers, they came upon Barney Rubble trying to steal the Fruity Pebbles from Fred Flintstone. They decided they would team up with Barney, as they had similar goals in mind, and that they would cause a distraction to keep Fred out of the situation while Barney went in to steal the fruity pibbles. That distraction came in the form of an icicle to the shoulder blade as Captain Chew <laughs> stabbed Fred Flintstone and led to a bit of a scuffle outside of his house fred managed to take brock doodle hostage for just a moment before captain Chu's criminal background and incredible reflexes landed the icicle directly through fred's body causing him to expire in the ice so after a bit of a heart to heart about whether they wanted this to be their mo or not they decided they would leave and head to the cereal aisle they got a map from barney and Barney was about to lead them to the cereal aisle when he made a little bit too much noise and was taken by one of the crazy cravings. So, what happened to Barney? How are our heroes going to get to the cereal aisle? Let's find out here in the world of The Balanced Breakfast Brigade. What's shaking, everybody? You're listening to Improv Tabletop, the Fate RPG actual play where we make up everything on the spot. I'm Ned Wilcock, your host and GM, and today I'm joined by Thomas Brower, filled with remorse.
1: Heather Brower, waiting to see what happens.
2: Caleb Anderton thinking about healing technologies.
0: Oh, is that just for the people in the campaign that you want to heal? Or maybe there's some people in the real world that you want to heal?
2: So I've been thinking about what happened last week to our good friend Fred and the fact that not even Brisket Filet, brock doos dad, had the cash to really lean into those healing technologies you see in all the sci-fi movies. So I've been doing a Bit of, um, a bit of investment of my own, but maybe we'll talk about that more in the plugs.
0: Mm, okay, well, we'll get to that after the story. But for now, we have our three heroes huddled together in the freezer section. They've got their map. They've got their exit. What are they going to do next? And how are they going to avoid the terrible monsters that are lurking the aisles?
1: I'm gonna look around after the inspiring talk that we got about being in it together.
0: My
3: eye's still twitching.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I'm gonna kind of forego looking him in the eye. (laughs) I'm gonna look around and trace my steps backwards back to where there's frozen sausage links. And I'm going to bring a whole bunch of sausage links and I'm gonna start tying it around Captain and I'm gonna say, Okay, look, obviously he made a little too much noise, got the craven calling. So we're going to lower you down with this sausage so you can make as little noise as possible. And then I'll go down and then Brock, you can just fly, right?
2: Oh, yeah. I mean, like, <laughs> sure. Uh, at least enough to, like, break my own fall, you know? Like, I don't necessarily fly so much as I, like... Flutter, but like in a manly way, dude. (laughs) It's always
1: manly when you do it, Brock, I'm sure.
2: Thanks, man. And uh, before we get started, I'm also going to go into the uh, frozen treats section, looking for something I might use as a potential weapon, because I've got a... My icicle broke in the kerfuffle, (laughs) and I, uh... I come out with uh, two familiar looking treats. It's like an ice cream cone, but like the top half is dipped in chocolate and covered with nuts. I'd be like, hey man, I don't know why they call these drumsticks. They look nothing like the drumsticks I used to play the drums at home, man. But you know, <laughs> this is what I've got. And I'm just going to use the two of those, stuff them in my pockets and use them to bop any crazy craving on the head that gets too close. All right.
1: That is like a really good image of like you in this leather jacket with the sunglasses with two drumstick ice creams. Oh yeah. Shoving them in your pocket.
2: Big ones, you know, compared to us. <laughs> and then I'm
3: gonna go over to the Egos and get the mini pancakes, open it up, <laughs> and I'm gonna pull one singular mini pancake out kind of breathe on it to warm up like the back of it, and I'm going to shove my arm in and holster this like a shield as I've got my icicle in my other hand as well. So I've got my shield and spear.
1: (laughs) And I just kind of follow him since I've already tied him with the sausage link. Exactly. I'm holding. I'm
3: like, all right, I'm tied in sausage. I'm committed. And uh, so I get the stuff that I need and uh,
0: yeah. Alright, this episode not brought to you by Banquet Brown and Serve Sausages (laughs) But you start lowering yourself down out of the freezer And since you've taken the precaution of creating this sausage link rope uh, We don't have to worry about a roll for that to see if we avoid attracting the crazy cravings Excellent You can just make it down there nice and quiet
1: And I'm just gonna, since he's already an anchor at the bottom I'm just gonna slide down as Brock's holding it at the top
2: Sure thing, dude
1: All right, your turn, go ahead and flutter.
2: And I flap my little wings as hard as I can and just flutter my way down there.
0: All right, for you I'll say roll to overcome with sneaky because those chicken flaps can be a little loud. And I'm going to roll to see if maybe something out in the darkness hears you. All right, all right, that's a plus one. All right, you land on the ground, your talons akimbo. And as you cease your flapping, You kind of land awkwardly because you're wearing this leather jacket. You're not used to flapping in the leather jacket. It's mostly just for impressing the ladies. Uh, It was Sheila's favorite part of your wardrobe. Oh, Sheila. And as you are kind of distracted in that moment by the memory of your lost love, uh, you kind of stumble and you have to flap a little harder to right yourself. And you do hear from the far, far end of the aisle, Honeycomb?
3: Oh, no. I hold my arms out and motion for nobody to move. And we I look in that direction for any other noise. want honeycomb.
1: As I hear that second one, I'm going to reach into my pockets and realize there's all those like pizza trees and French toast sticks and all of that. And I'm going to try to quietly and quickly like make a little trail that goes off from where the others
0: are. Yeah, roll to overcome with clever. Smart, big brain.
1: That's a plus one.
0: All right so you are putting this trail out and as you get to the very end you've placed the last snack you've let it away from your friends but you can hear a gobbling noise at the other end of the trail as a french toast stick has made it down this creature's gullet And you hear some scampering and it grabs another treat and shoves it down its throat. And you can hear, while you may have diverted it away from your friends, this thing is getting closer to you a lot quicker than you expected it would.
1: I am going to just sit down right at the end. And I'm going to use my stunt puppy dog eyes and just (laughs) hold those big eyes open and put just a big pile of treats like right in front of me.
0: All right. And so you're sitting there with your puppy dog eyes and you can see coming into the cold light shining from the fluorescent bulbs in the freezers behind you, this tuft of hair and a gnarled claw-like hand reaches onto the tile and pulls itself closer, grabs the last French toast stick, and you see it opens its mouth. It, like, distends its lower jaw and just shoves the entire French toast stick down in one gulp. And it looks down at you with these wild, manic eyes, and you have got the eyes of your own. You look back up at him, and as he is about to reach out and grab for you, He pauses and he goes, Chip. Oh, crap. And he begins to convulse and his skin begins to, like, bubble. And it's kind of like the polyjuice potion effect in the Harry Potter movies. And you see the hair begins to recede, the nose and the mouth begin to shrink down until you see this figure hunched over. And it's got a red sort of newsboy cap on its head. It's got a little mustache under its nose, a pair of gloves, and it also has a black burglar mask. And it looks up, And you see your old friend, the cookie crook, (gasps) staring you in the eyes. And the cookie crook says, Chip, Chip, I thought I'd never see you again. What? She gasped so hard that she choked.
1: I can't even believe this moment happened. I thought they sacked you for like ever. Like, I thought you were like on bottom shelf, kicked over and trashed. And he just hugs the thighs (coughs) of his friend. I was really excited, I'm sorry. (laughs) That was so clever, Ned.
0: And as you're hugging your friend, the Cookie Crook, he leans down with his hand and he pats you between the ears and ruffles your fur. And he says, Now listen, bud, I thought I was done for. Those crazy cravings, they grabbed me, they pulled me into their weird hideout. It was like a nightmare sort of situation. And the next thing I know, I wasn't myself. I- I didn't know what was happening. My body started doing weird things and I couldn't control myself. And it wasn't until seeing you that I realized that I haven't been myself ever since I got kicked off of the Cookie Crisp brand.
1: That is exactly how I have felt, except didn't become that kind of a monster. I've just been sitting in a box with syrup falling on my head.
0: Yeah, you've been like an emotional monster.
1: Yes, and you know what? I didn't like staying on without you. When they kicked you off and I couldn't find you anywhere and they told me I had to stay and I stayed, it was because I was hoping to come back and find you and I never could, and here you are! Come my friends. Well, I think we're friends. Anyways, come on.
3: Well while this is happening, since Chip has diverted the monster, I imagine me and Broccadoodle Doo are just standing there for a long time and I'm just staring at him. And then with my twitch in my eye, alright, well seems like we've lost a member. And uh looks like you and I And I and I pull him close and do the same try to like give a similar speech to what we just had. We're in this together, and I know that we said we wouldn't sacrifice our morals even though, but Chip is gone now, and we've got this map.
2: Things just got more real, man. Things
3: just got real. This is the real world. I mean, look at our watches. This is, <laughs> we have a calling now, and then I imagine at this point Chip is walking back with his friend, <laughs> which it just destroys my entire argument with brock doodle doo and be like, oh, okay. No, we, we've got two people now. Okay, yeah. Ne- never mind, Brock. Never mind.
2: Oh, that's that's good, cause uh, I had a little emotional moment with Sheila there, r- remembering her. But I mean, I I could call in my real, my current girlfriend, Henrietta. She could help <laughs> us out if we were like really in a bind, you know. But but Chips <laughs> back that's good dude <laughs> and chip where the heck did your other friend come from
1: all right guys do you recognize this man this man is a legend he has been around for so long not even sure how he like replaced the wizard but he's like better than a wizard have you guys realized who this legend is
0: and as you look back you see that he's just like picking his nose <laughs> and I kind of squint my buggy
2: rooster eyes at him. And I say, oh, man, man, there's no way.
0: You're the cookie crook, aren't you? Ah, my reputation precedes me, I see. Man,
2: you were my favorite as a kid, dude.
3: I extend my hand and I go, you had me a
0: crook. Welcome to the team. (laughs) 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 And the cookie crook, as he's greeting everybody, you notice he's a little bit pensive. And he turns back to Chip and he says, now, you know, you know, you mentioned old Jarvis the wizard, who was the mascot of Cookie Crisp before me. If I was abducted by the Crazy Cravings, maybe he's still out there somewhere, too.
1: I did not even think of that for, like, a moment. Okay, we have a mission. I'm sure Captain will explain it to you and ask you if you're in it with us and all this other together I stuff immediately go, go to be, grab his
0: <laughs> face before Chip <laughs> interrupts me and continues forward with what he's saying. <laughs> and Cookie Cr- goes... Well, whatever the case, we got to break into the HQ. I know it's going to be tough, but that's where our destiny lies.
3: Well, we have this map.
0: I think I know how to read it. And uh, I pull out some spectacles. (laughs) I'm sorry. (laughs) Oh my gosh. Some spectacles with, like, colored lenses that you can move in front of them. Is that where we're going with this, Thomas? No, that's too far. You never go full cage.
2: Never go full cage.
3: (laughs) No, I just pull it out and I go... Well, according to the map, we got to go down here to the cereal aisle, which is on the other side of the store. Once we're there in
0: headquarters, it seems like we should be able to accomplish our goal. Ain't that right, Plucky? And you hear the voice from the walkie-talkie say, My old friend, the cookie crook, now that I know it's possible for you to come back, I have hope for the rest of us.
3: Our mission just got bigger, everybody. And without going into too of an elongated speech, where we all make a fifth commitment here to this mission. (laughs) (laughs) I think the stakes have never been higher. Come on.
1: Yeah, let's go. And save as many craving monsters like the wizard and maybe other washed outs as we can.
0: Sounds like a good plan to me. Let's do it, dude. We're off. All right, so you leave the frozen food section and you start going past, like, there's the sauce section, there's, like, the baking section. Eventually, you make it down to the cereal aisle. And as you've been walking past each of the aisles, each of them has had their own kind of eerie quality to them. And as you step foot into the light coming out from the cereal aisle, you feel this warmth wash over you and you look down the aisle and even though it is a hard tile floor it's almost as if you can see flowers growing up out from between the cracks and there's like little birds chirping and flying around and there's this wonderful smell of baked grains and sweeteners that washes over you (sighs) and there's this feeling of like this is the place where we belong i never thought i'd be back here since they
3: kicked me out when i made my pitch for my chewy cereal it's like being home.
2: Man, this is so much better than I had pictured in my head, man. I mean, I'm the mascot of my dad's cereal, Brand Rocks Incorporated. But like, I never realized that this is how good the end could be
1: chip is just absolutely mesmerized standing right next to brock and just nodding with his tongue sticking out in the dog like (laughs) sort of way
0: yeah because chip you were the only one of the three well i mean aside from cookie crook who's standing next to you but you two were the only ones who spent like any serious amount of time in the limelight of the cereal aisle and all of these memories start flooding back into your mind of the excited children as they would go walking past your box, and they would point up at you and be like, Mommy, can we get cookie crisp? And after a bit of prodding, the mother would smile and kind of shake the head and roll the eyes and grab the box of Cookie Crisp, put it into the shopping cart. Well, it is your birthday. (laughs) (laughs) And these joyous memories start to flood through you, but they are shattered when you hear from off in the distance the sound almost like the trumpeting of a war horn. And you hear chanting coming from this post section that is in front of you. Dude, I think we found the post host. And you hear another shout come from the post section. And you hear a bunch of crazy cravings chattering in response. And you can see the way that the boxes have been set up. It's almost like this coliseum.
3: (laughs) So... We just had a resolve not to kill and not to murder anybody. So that coliseum spells bad news for me if we go in there. Cause I don't know if I can hold on to my commitment.
1: That's totally fair and I'm glad you're being honest with us. It gives me an idea. The post cereal is here on this end. Why don't we just go next to the drinks aisle and walk down it and then come in on the other end, right?
0: That is actually ridiculously clever. <laughs> yes! Oh, yeah. I'm,
3: I'm glad you spent so much time in the aisle where you, you know the layout of the grocery store, you
2: know? Yeah, let's
3: just turn around.
2: I literally wouldn't have even known that they did that if you hadn't have pointed that out. <laughs> I've never been here before.
1: Well, let's say this is the first time I've ever been grateful to be a washed-up cereal mascot. Let's go to the other end and kick some cereal, tushy!
3: Audience, I wish you... The restrictions of a podcast means you can't see the wide eyes of our GM when Heather was describing that plan just to (laughs) circumvent (laughs) his possible encounter here. It was gold.
0: Yeah, uh, as golden as the wonderful, crunchy taste of honeycomb cereal. (laughs) But yeah, so you guys climb up onto the shelves in the drink aisle and you peer through the back into this post-coliseum, and the scene in front of you is something akin to like Saruman rallying the Urukai at oh Isengard, <laughs> <laughs> Or if you had a chance to see the new Dune remake oh. like the Sardukar as they're hiring them on to fight against House Atreides, I'm a huge nerd anyway. Oh,
3: but Dune, so good. It was a good movie.
0: It it was amazing. Go watch it, guys. But yeah, you can see that there is a shrouded figure standing on this large balcony overlooking a horde of crazy cravings below him. And he goes up to the war horn and uses it as a megaphone and he calls out three cheers for the honeycomb bunch. And all of the crazy cravings go, hooray! and there's like this call and response between this hooded figure and all the crazy cravings beneath for the shape and the taste that the bunch loves to munch one for the shape two for the taste three for the crunch that the honeycomb makes
3: <laughs> oh this is exactly like oh. Sutterman. but my lord there is no such force tens of thousands <laughs> Man,
0: Yeah, we I can't remember what the thing was that we had recorded on VHS. I think it was like a Christmas special, but that old honeycomb wrap from that commercial on that old VHS tape is stuck in my head. Okay, I was going to say, <laughs> Ned, that
2: was poetic. Yeah. Did you come up with that on the spot?
0: Nah, man, that's good old 90s commercial nostalgia right there. Good, good man stuff. The 90s, so good.
1: I will say the little part of myself is feeling a little bad seeing all of this and knowing that Ned didn't get to go through with it yet.
0: (laughs) Well, you know what? We'll see. We'll see if I can maybe twist the arm a little bit (laughs) here. Because as this hooded figure has concluded this call and response with the crazy cravings, they all go silent. And the figure removes the shroud from its head, and you see it is Sugar Bear from the Golden Crisp cereal. What? And he holds out his hands in front of the crowd and says, Now my friends, we have got a traitor in our midst. And all of the crazy cravings begin shouting in anger and indignation. And you see a door opens up on the far side at the base of the Coliseum. And into the center, you see two crazy cravings that have like a torture wheel in between them, like the rack, as it were. And they are wheeling out into the center of the Coliseum, Barney Rubble. And all of the crazy cravings are shouting. They're pulling out spoons and they're throwing him down at Barney. (laughs) And Sugar Bear points down to Barney and says, This man right here has expired Fred Flintstone, a post mascot who is most beloved to all of us. And all the crazy cravings start booing and jeering. And Sugar Bear says, I think perhaps it is time that we remind him what it means to be part of the Post family. And you see from that door at the back comes out this lumbering, hulking figure. It is itself a crazy craving, but larger and more tattered. The fur is matted. There are chunks taken out of the ears. One of the eyes is like a milky white, and there's a scar over it. And he steps out into the center where Barney is splayed out and Barney is struggling against the bonds, he has terror in his eyes, and this giant crazy craving holds up a hand, and all the other crazy cravings go silent, and he reaches into a sack and pulls out a piece of honeycomb cereal. And a gasp arises, and you hear little murmurs of, me want honeycomb, me want honeycomb. (laughs) And he steps forward, and he stands over Barney. And Barney is struggling at this point, like, no, no, please. And he reaches down, and he holds Barney's mouth open and places the honeycomb into his mouth. And he, like, uses his hands to make Barney chew it up and to swallow the honeycomb And you see Barney begin convulsing and that same bubbling sort of skin thing is happening, but he's not turning from a crazy craving back into himself. He's beginning to turn into a crazy craving Mm. and you can see the cookie crook next to you is like, I'd forgotten what happened. I just blacked out so quick, but that's what they did. They turned me into a crazy craving with that honeycomb. They've been doing that to all of the defunct mascots. That's why their army keeps getting bigger.
3: So you're saying that this entire force Are all defunct mascots?
0: Hey, there's there's a lot of cereals that go by the wayside, my friend. You know, there was a Spongebob cereal for a while. That ain't here anymore. There was a Smurfberry cereal. That ain't here anymore. So Spongebob and Papa Smurf, they're down there somewhere.
3: (laughs) As uh, I'm standing there, I sort of, like, grip my flask. And I'm about to take a drink. Uh, Just nervousness. But as I do, I just, I stop halfway into my mouth. And I look at the syrup and I smell it. And I go, everybody, I have a plan but I don't know how to execute it. I'm thinking if we can get this syrup that I've been chugging down for years, somehow disperse it amongst this army, I wonder if we could change all the crazy cravings back into the defunct mascots they are in one fell swoop and get them on our side and that way we're not, it's not just four against thousands, it's thousands against four.
2: The big four. The big four,
3: exactly. Now, like I said, I literally don't know how to, I can't just run around and just shove this. I mean, I could shove it down everybody's mouth and just make them eat the syrup, but I feel like I'd get caught pretty quickly,
2: so. It'd take a long time too, man.
0: Exactly, so any any ideas? And you hear your walkie-talkies crackling on your wrists and you hear Plucky's voice saying, the produce section, <gasps> they missed down the vegetables to keep them fresh. That's right. If you can use yourselves as bait to lure the crazy cravings into the produce section, replace the water with the syrup, there's a chance it might work.
3: That's right. I love this plan, let's do it. We just gotta lay them away here from headquarters into produce. Do you feel like we're big enough targets to send the entire army after us?
2: I puff out my feathery chest and say, no problem, dude, I got this. You go replace the water. I'll lead him over. And I jump and flutter down, making as much noise as I can. And I say, hey, you crazy cravings, come and get me.
0: Oh, snap. Well, we're going to get into an exchange here then. Rock, you go flapping down into the center of the Colosseum, and Sugar Bear is aghast. All of the crazy cravings are turning to each other, like, what on earth is going on right now? And you see that giant crazy craving in the very center. He (laughs) looks at you with a snarl on his face. Oh, man. And he reaches behind himself and pulls out a massive wooden spoon. And you can see that carved into it are a bunch of notches. (laughs) one notch for each mascot that he's turned into a crazy craving is it even a spoon anymore (laughs) but yeah he he wields this giant great club of a wooden spoon as he snarls at you so brock what would you like to do
2: While fluttering down from the top of this aisle, Brock realizes he's never been in a grocery store and has no idea where the produce section is, but he is going to try to angle his flight toward the outside of the aisle, and as soon as he hits the ground, just start booking it away. Well, he knows it's not
0: the aisles we passed, so... That's right, process of elimination,
2: dude. I know it's not
0: these two. Yeah, let's have you roll to overcome with clever. Oh, that's a minus three. <laughs> <Wow>. <laughs> I'm,
2: I'm gonna, I'm gonna re-roll that because uh, I don't want a minus three there. So I'm gonna re-roll based on always looking for the boxed prize. I'm gonna invoke that aspect, re-roll, and I'm going to eat my marbits. <gasps> oh. Yeah,
0: you start reaching into your feathers. You grab the marbits that Chip had placed there. And as you shove them into your beak and start chomping down, we like zoom in on your eyes and the pupils instantly just like dilate as wide as they possibly can. And we go to Brock's vision and everything is moving slowly around you. Is this an over the hedge moment? This is definitely an over the hedge moment. Oh yeah. So you are hepped up on marbits. Um, yeah. So go ahead and give yourself that reroll.
2: So I got my reroll, and then the marbits add a plus two. That's a plus five. Ooh. Oh, <laughs> nice.
0: So you have succeeded with style, meaning that you also generate a boost. And so the boost that I am going to give you as you hit the ground running, and you're just like leaving a spray of feathers behind you, and Sugar Bear points towards you and he shouts out get that chicken boys so that's the boost that I'm going to create get that chicken boys because they are pretty distracted by you at the moment is that boost for him or for anybody I'll say that one can be for anybody okay cool and so all the crazy cravings start filtering down out of the coliseum and out the entrance chasing after you And they're all just shouting, me want honeycomb, me want honeycomb. And the big one, he like bursts a couple of the boxes aside as he comes thundering after you. He's just sweeping crazy cravings out of the way with his spoon as he's shouting out, me want violence. (laughs) And he's chasing after you as fast as he can. I'm picturing all the little goblins like running
2: and scurrying away from the Balrog behind
0: them. (laughs) (laughs) And you, with your heightened perception, you scan instantly through all of the aisle signs and you can see at the far end of the store, the produce section. And you're like, okay, there's my place. And so you start booking it as fast as your giant booted Brahma chicken legs will take you. And you have successfully diverted away pretty much all these crazy cravings. Nice. Uh, Who would you like to go next?
2: It's all you, Captain Chu.
0: I take a look at my map
3: (laughs) and I see that there's a, in the produce aisle, I'm looking not only for the directions on how to get to the produce aisle. And I go, wait, here's a thought. And I I scan uh, with my fingers all the way to the end of the produce aisle, and I see circled in big red water filtration system. And I go, that's where we gotta go, everybody. We gotta get there. Quick, follow me. I know a shortcut. And I, with everybody being distracted, try to book my way to that area specifically so we can get the the flask into the water system over there
0: yeah i'll say roll to overcome with quick so you got to get there before brock and the rest of the crazy cravings too well,
3: that's a plus two
0: plus two all right this difficulty is at a plus three <gasps> i'm gonna use the free the free invoke the boost the boost get that chicken boys get that chicken boys all right so you are like okay where's my shortcut and you're like wait a second the tops of the aisles they'll never see us there So you go up a couple more shelves to the top of the aisle, and you can see that there's a couple of poles up here that the employees use to like change the signs up above like the marquees on the ceiling and whatnot and you throw a pole to chip you throw a pole to the crooky crook and you use them like as vaulting poles and you shoot yourself over the tops of the aisles cutting your way through the very center of the store until you've made your way to the water filtration system amazing and that's my turn yeah who would you like to go next
3: i'm gonna toss my flask to chip and go all right chip i'll keep a lookout you get up there
1: Before he mounted the pole vault, before they went, he managed to grab a small bottle of V8 juice, Mm. the full veggie kind, not the splash. And he's just kind of holding onto that. And now he's got the flask in his mouth and the water filtration system is like up and over, like right in front of me now.
0: Yeah. So the sprinkler lines, you know, they're along the top of the produce aisles, those little fridge areas. So the water filtration system is right up on the very top there. The gravity just carries the water down through those pipes to sprinkle out onto the vegetables.
1: All right, I'm going to look up there and I'm going to reach my hand into my pocket and hope that I've been stealing something I don't know about and pull out a soda bottle. And as I pull vault, first I'm going to put the flask in my other pocket so I don't lose it. As I pull vault, I'm going to shake the soda, release it, so as I jump, I can then hold on to the bottle and just fly up to get to the water filtration system.
0: Nice. Yeah. So, one thing that you can do with fate points that we haven't actually explored to this point is you can spend a fate point to declare a story beat. (laughs) Something You can basically bring something into existence. So, if you want, you could spend a point and have your soda bottle
1: i'm absolutely doing that
0: nice and i figure since you have kleptomania that is easy to justify (laughs) Hey,
1: i am doing that
0: yeah so you like shake up the soda bottle and you pop off the cap and it jets you up onto the top of the water filtration system
1: yes and i don't really understand what i'm doing with this flask (laughs) um He gave it to me. I'm not sure why.
3: I'm staring at you across the aisle and I go, I trust you.
1: (laughs) So what I'm going to do is just dump the V8 into the water.
0: (laughs) I'm so confused. So the plan was, I believe, to put the chocolate syrup into the sprinklers.
1: I thought the only way to neutralize them was vegetable, hence the vegetable juice that I grabbed.
0: How did you neutralize your
3: guy?
1: by love.
2: <laughs> you hear Brock yell from like around the corner, I'm pretty sure vegetables will work, it's okay! We're yes
0: you, Heather. Don't deny us. Okay,
1: I'm sorry I misunderstood.
0: So you have this feeling in your gut that this vegetable juice is the way to go. You dump it down into the sprinkler system and kind of like in slow motion we see the sprinklers up above one by one starting at the end where the Water filtration system is and moving towards the other end, they start to spray out this deep red V8 juice. And now all of the vegetables are being coated with this vegetable juice. That brings us to the end of Chip's turn. Who would you like to go next?
1: It's a Cookie Crook.
0: All right. So Cookie Crook has been pole vaulting along with you this entire time. And he looks down and he sees Brock leading all of the crazy cravings around the corner and he sees the one giant Crazy Craving coming up, and he's getting really close. He's like on Brock's tail feathers at this point, and the cookie crook steals himself, and he takes a running leap off the top of the aisle and does a flying tackle onto the giant Crazy Craving. So he's going to roll to attack with Sneaky because Crazy Craving isn't expecting him. Crook, no, don't go. He gets a plus two on his attack, The Crazy Craving is going to try and defend, getting a plus three. So the Cookie Crook reaches down and he grabs the Crazy Craving, trying to knock him down to the ground. And the Crazy Craving stops, grabs the Cookie Crook, and tears him off of him. And he's like holding him up by the front of his shirt. And he recognizes the Cookie Crook. This is one of the mascots that had previously been turned, but now is back to himself. And he gets an evil looking smirk on his face and he turns and starts carrying the cookie crook in the direction of the deli section. (gasps) Oh no. So that does it for the cookie crook. And that brings us to the Crazy Cravings. They continue to chase Brock up into the produce section, and they're rushing through the spraying vegetable juice. And as it starts hitting them, the skin starts hissing, and the fur starts, like, falling out. And they're all just like, wait, what? No, me want want honeycomb, not, not vegetables, honeycomb. Me want honeycomb. And they start to get like completely coated in the V8 juice as all of the healthiness, all of like the natural vitamins and minerals start counteracting the sugar of the honey. And you see one by one, each of these crazy cravings falls down and starts to morph back into an old cereal mascot.
3: I whisper to myself, what do you know? Chip did it. Just smiling to myself, reaching for my flask to take a swig, realizing that I don't have it anymore.
0: (laughs) (laughs) So now that the crazy cravings are done, we're back at the top of the next exchange. And I think it's Chip's time to shine. Yeah.
1: Chip looks down at all of the cravings, turning back into mascots. And he's, he's feeling really empowered with this. And just really excited. But then he looks and he sees his friend taken away towards a really bad place. And he just takes that flask that he has, takes a swig, Mm -hmm. and then he (laughs) chucks it to Captain Chew and says, save my friend.
0: All right. So you looks like are offering the help action to Captain Chew. So, Captain Shu, you're going to be able to get a plus one to your next roll here. What would you like to do?
3: I catch my flask. I look at Chip and I go, I understand. And I salute him with my icicle spear and my shield. And I just start booking it sort of like how I'm imagining it is uh, the craving. The massive craving is running on the ground with a cookie crook. And as he's running, I'm running side by side with him, but on top of the aisle, almost in conjunction with each other as I'm sprinting and sprinting and sprinting. And I get to the end of my aisle. And as I get to the end of my aisle, I just jump. And as I'm falling in the air, trying to pivot myself, land directly on top of the craving with my spear all the way down with Chip giving me permission, (laughs) saying, save my friend. And uh, as I bring the spear down, try to bring the spear right through the massive craving
0: and that's where we're going to pick up <gasps> next week. oh man this is the biggest cliffhanger we've ever had <laughs> yeah well i am pretty stoked to see what happens next week and i hope you are as well thanks for listening to improv tabletop we'll be back next week with the thrilling conclusion of our adventure in the world of the balanced breakfast brigade if you want more, go ahead and subscribe, maybe even give us a review. We would be as happy as a young puppy whose old master came back after years of being gone Aww. if you would give us a positive review on the podcatcher of your choice. We're also all over social media at Improv Tabletop, so if you'd like to suggest either a setting for us to play in or an aspect for one of our characters to use, you can tweet about us or comment on one of our posts using hashtag ImptabSetting or hashtag ImptabAspect. Let's do a round of plugs so i feel like most people that i know get into like rabbit holes on youtube where there are certain types of videos that they find themselves watching like crazy like maybe you discover binging with babish or maybe you discover the vlog brothers and you just watch video after video after video what i would like to plug is wood turning videos oh yeah like people get on the lathe they've got their chisels the wood is spinning they're shaping the wood into this beautiful piece of art Uh, There's a particular woodturner that I would like to plug Whose name is Olivier Gomi. I believe is how it would be pronounced Uh, This gentleman out of France Who does some really cool stuff and some really nerdy stuff. I mean, we're all nerds here, so that's what we're into. Uh, We've already talked about Lord of the Rings quite a bit this session. Mm -hmm. And my favorite thing that he's made, he made this lamp that is a ring, and it has a dimmer switch on it that when you turn the switch, you can see the text appear around the side of the ring. Dude, It is so cool. I want that. (laughs) And just like, wood turning videos are so satisfying to watch. They're so relaxing. I to to use them to cool down in the evening. So, wood turning videos, go check them out. Thomas you got anything that you would like to plug oh gosh not anything
3: as cool as wood turning videos but hey we have a sister podcast I cast fireball an actual yeah, yeah. play 5e DD adventure where I take a turn as the dungeon master and Ned is a regular player playing a cute chaotic kobold go give us a listen and uh if you like improv or if you like just uh ongoing DD campaigns then maybe that's the podcast for you as well it's a ton of fun guys
0: right on let's see Heather you got anything? that you would like to plug?
1: Yeah, it's this thing called orienteering. Mm. I didn't know what that was, I'm sure lots of you do, but from my small vocabulary, it's basically like following a map in the tundra and understanding what all these little scratches on the map means and finding different flags or points that you're supposed to get through the course. And I went on an orienteering campaign, I'm not sure how to call it, I'm new to it, with my two sons who are two and four years old, and I have never seen them transform that way before. They were so into it. My four-year-old was following the map and he found all of them. We were like one of the first ones in his age group to complete it. Wow. And I don't like nature, so it was great. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs>
0: that
2: means a lot coming for me.
0: Nice. And Caleb, is there anything that you would like to plug?
2: Yeah, guys. Um, My wife has an amazing handmade soap business called Book Lover Soaps. Check it out if you haven't. For real. Okay, so we are uh, in the process of moving right now and we ran out of our stock of her soap and I literally like was upset because (laughs) I was using like normal nasty soap from the grocery store and like the next day after like cleaning my body off completely with this normal soap I just felt like sticky and gross and like I hadn't showered in a few days and then blessedly I found one more bar of my wife's soap and started using that again and man not saying that I would but I could go three times longer between showers than (laughs) with the other soap if I had to because it does that good of a job I'm not even joking that is the difference if you've never experienced that for yourself head on over to her Etsy shop or her website. We've been on a little bit of a hiatus while we've been moving, but that should be up again very soon if it's not yet. Get some gifts for Christmas. Do stuff like that. I mean, talk about healing technologies, right? Exactly. And, yeah, speaking of healing technologies, find yourself an eccentric billionaire to uh, do a few experiments, and you, too, might be able to come up with some of the scientific breakthroughs I've come up with in the past week in case you're feeling guilty about putting a friend in the hospital. And then giving him a six-month recovery time, and you might actually want him back on a podcast that you're doing within the next month or so. So uh, do that like I might have done if I were to ever do something like that.
0: That's a good hypothetical. Yeah. Yeah. Right on. Well, we'll see if anything comes of that in the near future. But for now, thanks for joining us here in the world of the Bounce Breakfast Brigade. I'm Ned Wilcock, your host and GM, and I've been joined by... Thomas Brower, spear trigger happy.
1: Heather Brower, really sorry about the misunderstanding.
0: <laughs> Caleb Anderton, squeaky clean. Much love and stuff. We'll catch you next week on Improv Tabletop. Caleb, I hope that you're thinking what I'm thinking.
3: New character.
1: (laughs) All of a sudden, he takes off his chicken suit. (laughs) And it's Al from Toy Story underneath. (laughs) Oh, my gosh.